Thank you, Jesus. God's presence is powerful. It's real. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Father. We're in our series um, on the Holy Spirit, and uh, we're just going to kind of jump right into it tonight. Over the next few weeks, um, over the, the next two weeks, starting tonight, we're going to look at three gifts together, and it's the three gifts that say something. We're going to look at tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy. And I'm going to tell you this, and then I'm going to explain it to you in the Word, but tongues and interpretation of tongues it equals prophecy. It's the same thing. It's a, the equivalency of prophecy. Tongues and interpretation of tongues. It, it equals prophecy. And so we're going to we're going to look at each individual gift, but then we're going to separate them and talk about them and, um, and look at the importance of it uh, in, in, in the Word of God. So, but over the next few weeks, we're going to, in, in these services, we're going to practice some of operating in these gifts. We're going to do some things that uh, in order and under the direction of the Holy Spirit that I believe are important because what we've been reading about in this teaching is that we cannot be ignorant of spiritual things, of the spiritual side uh, of, of our lives. We can't be ignorant. And most people spend most of their time understanding natural things, but we're not natural people first. We're spiritual people first. And the world won't teach you that. And I promise you, the colleges that I went to didn't teach me that. And the colleges you go to won't teach you that. They'll teach you what they need to teach you, but they won't teach you that you're spirit. And that first and foremost, you've got to understand spiritual things so that natural things make sense. So you don't live your life stumbling around and not knowing, you know, and having direction and knowing and understanding what God put us on this planet for. Now, the interesting thing about these, these next two gifts that we're going to talk about, and, and actually the third, the tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy, the interesting thing about it is that <clears throat> if tongues and interpretation of tongues had everything to do with the Holy Spirit, it was just about the Holy Spirit and it had nothing to do with us, then 1 Corinthians 14 would have, been, would have never been written. But the Apostle Paul realized that one whole chapter had to be dedicated to understanding tongues and interpretation because of the natural side of operating in tongues and interpretation. <laughs> There's the Spirit of God's side of it, but then it's us. When, when we get involved in it, things get screwed up. And so 1 Corinthians 14 is actually a whole chapter dedicated to instructing us on the importance of tongues and interpretation of tongues and of prophecy, the importance of it, but how easily that these gifts can get in the flesh and confusing and you can operate in these things in the wrong way. 
the church at Corinth, these people were going nuts with it. I mean, most of 1 Corinthians 14 is correction about all the weird crap that was going on in the church at Corinth and how they had to bring it under submission and under direction. And so, um, tongues are in the Bible as something that is real. And a lot of the church today is literally almost afraid of the tongues, and yet it's the key to to every born-again Christian's success, to understand tongues in a correct way. It's the key to our success. We've got to understand it. 1 Corinthians 14, the last two verses, say this. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy, and in any place that you see prophecy, you can think tongues and interpretation of tongues. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. Um, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm just going to mention this, and and we may mention it a little bit more. But a big portion of my born-again life that was around tongues and interpretation, I didn't like. I didn't like it. I didn't like services and the presence that was created with what people called tongues and interpretation. I, I just never liked it. I, I never thought in my mind that it wasn't right or it wasn't real. I just didn't like it. And and in all the churches that I was in before I pastored, and even probably in the first 10 years of this church that I pastored, that I've pastored here, um, I, I, I didn't even like a, a, a big portion of what we called tongues and interpretation. I just didn't like it. And... Yet, he said the word desire earnestly, that, that, that is defined as to covet. Now, a lot of people think to covet something is not a good thing. But he's telling us that literal in the Greek is to covet. To covet, desire earnestly the spiritual gifts, to prophesy, and, and don't withhold tongues, speaking in other tongues. Because... If we understand tongues and interpretation and what it's about, listen to me, none of these gifts are about you and me, okay? But God has to have you and I for them to flow through. But all of these gifts that we've been talking about, these nine gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, they all have to do with it being God's will in the moment for those things to operate. What I saw with tongues and interpretation of tongues is I saw people that thought it was their gift when what I've been explaining to you in 1 Corinthians 12, these are not gifts. These are manifestations of the Spirit of God as the Lord wills them. Not something that I just kind of prime like a pump whenever I want to, you know, we're in the service and, you know, 
it's Josh's gift, and so we're going to be in a service, and Josh is just going to, while I'm preaching, Josh is going to stand up and start what he calls speaking in other tongues, and then if nobody in the congregation interprets that tongue, then he's going to come up with some lame interpretation of the tongue. Now, I'm talking like this because of what God has shown me about this gift. It's real. These gifts are real. All of them are real. But they don't belong to you and me. They're His. He's entrusted us to be faithful to operate in these gifts. Why? What what is 1 Corinthians 12 said? What what have we read over and over again? That everybody would profit as a result of it. We talked about the manifestation of the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. I explained to you, didn't that that manifestation isn't wisdom, and that manifestation of the spirit isn't knowledge. That manifestation, those two manifestations of the spirit are the are are the gift or the manifestation of a word of wisdom or the manifestation of a word of knowledge, right? This is a, we're talking here about a manifestation of different kinds of tongues and a manifestation of the Spirit in the form of interpreting what that tongue is. Now, every one of us have a tongue. Everybody do this. And that tongue is used to articulate and to communicate, right? That's right. And 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 1 says this. Though I speak with the tongues of men... And though I speak with the tongues of angels, but I have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. In this passage of Scripture, he's talking about that we talk with the tongues of men and the tongues of angels. Everybody say tongues. Okay? There are many, 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 many different kinds of tongues. Uh, last night in our class, the brother here talked about that he, he speaks in four or five different languages of, of the world. You can go to certain nations of the world, and sometimes, I mean, there can be hundreds and hundreds of dialects in one nation, hundreds of them. In the nation of Africa, I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of dialects that there are just in the nation of Africa. He said, though we speak in the tongues of men and the tongues of angels, if we have not love, we're, we're, we're nothing. Ultimately, love is the most powerful thing, and it's so much more important than any of the rest of these manifestations or gifts or whatever we want to call them. But what we're talking about tonight is not necessarily the love of God, but the manifestation of the Spirit and how to tap into those. So, in, so remember what I read, I read that for a purpose, that 1 Corinthians 13, 1. So let's go back to our, our beginnings in 1 Corinthians 12, 1. 
And he said, now concerning spiritual gifts, it says in the scripture, but that word gifts is added. So concerning spiritual manifestations, I'm going to call it. Brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be unaware. Verse 4 says, now there are diversities of these gifts or manifestations, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities or different types of ways these things can be manifested, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit, that's what we're talking about here, the manifestation of the Spirit. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. It's given to profit us. These things are here to help us, to advance our lives. So to think that we don't need any of these, or to think that these things, I mean, I can't tell you how many people that that I've met, I've heard other people teach along this line, but I've met a lot of people that thought that spiritual gifts are done away with. And hold your place right there, go back to 1 Corinthians 13. And look at verse 8. And, and they base it on this passage of Scripture right here. It says, love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Are, are there still prophecies today? Amen. Okay. It, it, are, are we still gaining knowledge in our life? Okay, so those two things hadn't been done away with, so neither of tongues been done away with. That's right. That's right. Okay, so for we know in part and prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part will be done away with. What's perfect? Jesus. He's perfect. When he comes, then these, we, we, we won't have need of these things like we need them now because when he comes and we're face-to-face with him and we're in his presence, that in, in the way they're talking about right now, we won't need these things the way we've needed them before. You'll still have knowledge. You'll still gain and grow in understanding face-to-face and in his presence and with him where we will ultimately be. But until then, none of this will pass away. And he said, don't be ignorant of spiritual manifestations and make sure that you don't reject prophecies or praying in other tongues. Make sure you don't reject that. And if he's telling us not to reject it and not do without it, but to desire earnestly and to covet these manifestations, then say this after me. I am one who desires earnestly spiritual manifestations. That's who we are, right? At Gates of the City, we want spiritual manifestations in and through our lives because we want our lives to profit, but we want people around us to profit, and it takes this stuff that helps us. See, if you're an authority unto yourself, and your knowledge and your understanding within yourself is what you have, then you don't need any help from anywhere else. But everybody that was created, the Bible tells us, everybody that was created was created by God. Nobody, no thing, nowhere else has there been creation of mankind. So all of mankind was created by God and all of mankind 
has, has inside of them written, the Bible says, the laws of God. Whether people know it or not, down on the inside of every human being, they are hungering for God. They want God. Every human being wants God whether they know it or not. Now, you would think what well, you see people, well, they don't want God. Yeah, they do. They just got a past that they don't know how to get rid of in their life. And because of the past that they have that's torturing them and tormenting them, they don't think they want God, but they want God because everybody wants answers. And this is the only place for real answers. Right. There's no other place. But this won't come to you, and revelation won't come out of this book without the help of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And the way these gifts become more real to you and I personally is you and I develop a deeper relationship with God through praying in other tongues. We have to understand what praying in other tongues is and what it's like and how vitally important it is. If you're baptized with the Holy Spirit and you pray in other tongues, you have the ability to pray in other tongues and you don't pray in other tongues? I don't know what that's compared to. I'm not trying to be critical or put anything on you. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, every answer in life, the Bible shows us, is revealed to us through the person of the Holy Ghost. And the way I tap and connect with him is when I pray in other tongues. Everybody just close your eyes for a moment. If you pray in other tongues, let's pray in other tongues just for a moment. We're not, we're not praying in other tongues to have interpretation, and I'm going to explain to you the difference in what we're, in what we're doing with that. But just for a moment, I, I want to just, just kind of quietly, everybody just kind of together, we're just going to pray in other tongues. If you don't, just listen. Okay, so as you're praying in the Spirit, see, you can turn it on and off. Most of us understand that. But if you don't understand it, you can turn this on and off. You, you, you turn it off. So if I can turn it off, I can turn it on. Because it's my language. This week, as I, th this year, the beginning of this year, God challenged me to pray in tongues more than I have. And I've been doing that. And this week, I got answers to three things. And, and one of them was pretty significant but the other two were just simple answers but I got them 
I prayed in other tongues and I got answers. As we were praying in other tongues right now, God wants you to pray in other tongues and then pray with understanding for yourself. And the way you do that, now listen to me when I say this, the way you do that, when you're praying in other tongues, pray to God with a heart of thanksgiving as you're praying in tongues, thanking him, thanking him in your prayer language and thanking him with, you know, just with in English or whatever language you speak in, 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 in your ability to give thanks to God, more flows to us. God wants us to thank him through the spirit, to have a thankful heart because of what it produces. Um, one day I, I have a family member that's not born again yet. And one day I was, I had, I had gone to his, the town he lives in and I met him and, and uh, he went to have breakfast and we were having breakfast together and he goes, what, what's the deal with this tongue thing? And I said, I said, uh, it was, it was, number one, it's not a tongue thing. He said, well, what is it? And so I explained it and, and, he, and he says, so you can just do it anytime. I, we're sitting in a restaurant. I said, yeah, you want to hear me right now? He goes, in here? I said, you and I, you and I are talking right now. I mean, we're talking in a known tongue. Okay, so there's, there's tongues of men and of angels that we speak in. He, he said, okay, so, so I'm going to look at you with my eyes open and I'm going to pray another, and I'm going to speak in other tongues. Right here? <laughs> I go, yeah. So I started praying in other tongues. And he, he just started, he, he wasn't laughing at me, he was just laughing. He, he said, oh my gosh, you know. He said, you really believe that that's real? I said, more than I believe the English language. He goes, for real? I said, yeah. I said, because it does so much more for me than the English language does for me. I mean, I, I'm thankful for the, my language and what I know and information and knowledge and things, but, but being able to pray this way it, 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 it does things that in the natural mind, there's no way I could ever figure out. I could never figure out certain things that I can figure out today when I pray in the Spirit. That's, what, that's why we have to have it. See, and people think that it's nuts. Well, you don't do it because people think it's okay. You do it because God said. Right? right? Just because he said. Now, let's finish what we were reading in, in, in the 12th chapter. So he said, verse 8, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues other different types of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as the spirit wills but notice notice as he wills it it's one person may operate here 
Another person may operate in another one. Another person may operate in another one and on and on and on. See, it's not anybody's one thing or one gift. Jesus operated in all nine of the gifts of these manifestations. We have record of him operating in all of these. God wants us to be developing our relationship with him in such a way that he can, he can trust us that he would will to us any of these nine gifts of the Spirit whenever he wants it to happen and manifest. Because it, it's not up to us, it's up to when he wants it done. What's up to us is that we continue to live a life of faith and trust and trust God to be used to operate this way. As I've been praying, as, as I have increased out of obedience to God, as I've increased my time of praying in other tongues, what's happened is the gifts have increased. Okay, so, so, you, you, so you might say, so like, so Pastor, you weren't praying in other tongues at all? I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. I've always prayed in other tongues. But by faith in God, he wanted me to increase the time that I'm praying. See, so God doesn't ever want us to just to, to come to a place where we've plateaued and then we, we just forget and, and, and we just act like, well, we know all that kind of stuff. That's when you lose it. You lose it when you don't do it by faith. And the more we increase in revelation and understanding through faith in God, the more it begins to happen. All of a sudden, I mean, all these, this last month and a half, I've seen such an increase of opportunity for the gifts to flow through me. So many times, not even thinking about it. When I prayed for all the people on Sunday morning a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting there just worshiping and whatever, and God said, this is what I want to happen. I just saw it real clearly. It was a word of knowledge, and he told me why I had to do it right then. But many different things have, most of these gifts are flowing where, when I'm out of this place and I'm out in the world into people because it, it helps to profit people. God, it'll profit you when you see it operate through you because you're, you're desiring earnestly for these gifts to manifest in and through your life. It'll profit you, but it'll profit the people around you. Man, how important it is that we see that these gifts are vital to our existence on this planet, literally our existence. Us, us, being, us living a life that is more than just getting by and, and just, you know, tolerating things and, and just surviving on planet, on planet Earth. I don't want to just survive. I, I'm here to profit. How about you? Right. I'm here to profit. He said, if we covet these gifts and allow these gifts to flow, it will profit our lives and everybody around us. You know, when you start, when your life starts profiting other people, man... You never think about yourself. You're in it to see other people profit and to be used to help advance other people's lives. I'm, I'm just telling you right now, you can't do it in the natural realm. You can only do it as you are led by the Spirit because first and foremost, we're spiritual beings, not natural beings. I'm not, I'm, I'm not natural. I'm spiritual. I am not natural. I tell myself that every day. I am not natural. I'm spiritual. Amen? Amen? 
So what happens is less and less does natural affect me and more and more spirit rules me. That's, that, that's, I, I, I refuse to live here allowing natural things to get the best of me because I'm not connecting with spiritual things that empower me to overcome natural things and be the best that God created me to be. I, I, am, I am spirit. I have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions. I live in a body, but I'm not going to be ruled by my physical body. I'm going to be ruled by my spirit. Praying in other tongues is a key and opening myself up to these nine manifestations of the Spirit to flow through me. I'm, I'm just telling you, we can't get away from it. He said, don't be ignorant of it. He said, five times in these three chapters, desire earnestly spiritual gifts. <coughs> desire earnestly. Now, um, what I want to do the rest of the time tonight is, is we probably won't get very far, but I want to give you a little bit of explanation regarding um, tongues. Actually, let's look at the bottom of, let's look at the, at the end of chapter 12, starting with verse 27, and then we're going to look at, at <clears throat> chapter 14, and maybe... One through five is probably as far as we'll get. Verse 27 of 1 Corinthians 12. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, and varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? What's the answer to that? No. Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healings? What's the answer? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. Answer is no. Do all interpret? No. But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet, I'll show you a more excellent way. Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret on any of these things, any of them? The answer is no. Okay? So people think, well, you know, okay, so Pastor, you said that, um, you know, that everybody, that it's God's will for everybody to pray in other tongues. Okay? So what I'm going to do is, I, I want to I reveal to you and show you the difference in a person that is baptized in the Holy Spirit that we have, and, and in the weeks earlier, if you, if you weren't in any of these teachings for the, I don't know, how long we've been doing this, two months, a couple of months, something like that, um, you can go back and listen to all these messages. But when we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we gave at least eight or ten different examples in the Bible of people that were saved, but they were also baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. Now, you say, why, why are you going so much into this? Because it's important that we understand this so that we can believe in this and then operate in these gifts, okay? So being baptized of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, your personal language that you have yourself that develops and evolves uh, and will continue to develop and evolve is one thing. 
the manifestation of the spirit of tongues and interpretation and prophecy is something different. Okay? And I want to show you the Bible's very clear. In the 14th chapter that was dedicated to understanding tongues and interpretation, he's very clear about this. Okay? So let's look at at 1 Corinthians 14. So do all when, when he's talking about when he when he started out with uh, apostles with prophets with teachers and on and on and on in this he's talking about ministry gifts he's talking about ministry and and he's talking about ministry to people not things that are personal but ministry okay so when we get to first corinthians 14 1 let, let, let me show you what we're talking about here he said pursue love and there's that word there's there's that statement again desire spiritual gifts again in italics desire spiritual manifestations but especially that you may prophesy what is prophecy prophecy is tongues and interpretation the equivalency is prophecy because to bring a tongue it's no good and it won't benefit and profit people if there's not an interpretation if there's an unknown tongue and you leave that with people it does nothing falls dead to the ground there has to be an interpretation, and the interpretation is prophecy. So the two together are, that, are the equivalent to that. Now watch what he says. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to God, to men, but to God. For no one understands him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies, tongues and interpretation on the level of uh, 1 Corinthians 12, speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. Now, there is the explanation that when I'm, when I'm, as we were praying earlier, when I told you to pray in other tongues, we were praying to do what? To edify ourselves. Yeah. I wasn't praying in other tongues for you to be affected by me praying in other tongues or doing something with it. I'm not talking, I'm not saying, and we, next week we'll, we'll, we're going to go a little bit deeper into 1 Corinthians 14 and look at this. But, but me praying in other tongues, there is, God wants me to pray in other tongues and pray with interpretation so that I know certain things that my natural mind could never figure out, okay? That's praying in the Spirit personally for myself. I'm going to read that again. He who speaks in a tongue, personal prayer language, what I prayed to my, fam, my brother when I, when I prayed in front of him and he got kind of freaked out in the restaurant when I was doing it. I mean, not, nobody knew. I was just doing it real quiet in front of him just, just to kind of get him stirred up. But he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him, howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies, he who, okay, so he who prophesies is one who is speaking as the oracles of God and he's speaking and declaring something that is to profit someone else. So that can be just in English, or that can be also a tongue and an interpretation of that tongue in a service. You can be sitting across somebody at a restaurant. Somebody can be in your house. You can operate in those gifts. Those gifts are not just in a public you know, forum. 
It can be one-on-one or, or, or a small group of people somewhere else. It doesn't have to be something that we stir up and, and make this big thing about and all the focus is on the person with the so-called gift. It's not going to be that in this church. It will not be that. God told me a number of years back that we wouldn't do that until we came to the time that there was greater understanding of how to operate it. Because these gifts don't belong to anybody but God. And the gifts will only flow as we grow in our relationship with God and we can be trusted to use these to where we don't freak people out and and look like a spectacle in front of the whole world. God wants these things to profit people. doesn't mean that people will have to understand it. There can be a tongue and interpretation, and somebody's never seen that in, in the congregation. They come in the back door, and, and they're sitting in here, and there's a tongue and interpretation. And you say, well, you know, we don't want that tongue. No, if, it, if it's God, it'll minister to them in ways in the natural that your natural mind could never dream it could. See, we're not trying to protect people from the gifts of the Spirit or the manifestations of the Spirit. We're trying to keep ourselves out of being used to deliver things that are not real. I want real. I want these manifestations. I'm to desire them earnestly, and I will not live on this earth without them because I can't profit without them. People around me, this church will not profit in advance without the manifestations, these manifestations of the Spirit. It won't. So he said, he said right here, he who speaks in a tongue, personal prayer language, that's what I'm going to call it, in, in, in this meeting now, does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. A couple of weeks ago, I was praying about a specific thing. I began to pray in other tongues about this specific thing. And God showed me something. There was a, there was a thing in my life that I had, I, I had struggled to gain victory on, just, just in, my, in my mind about something. And I was praying in the Spirit. I saw something I'd never seen before. Could that be that, that out of obedience to God, I started praying in other tongues this year more than I ever have before? And as a result of it, my, my spirit man is more open to what God wants to say to me? See, if, if I'm praying in other tongues, watching my watch, okay, yeah, I prayed for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. You know, I'm watching that. I, I, I'm not really getting anything out of it because it's, it's, I, I'm not praying in the Spirit building myself up to a place where I have a greater intimacy with him, I'm just going through the motions of it. And sometimes after a while of, of praying in other tongues and, and, and there's not increase and I'm not seeing greater things, it can become stale. Anything can become stale. I refuse. We've we got to fight for it. We've got to keep it from ever becoming stale because our profiting in life and everything that we do is tied to these. That's what he said. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you pray in other tongues. I'm telling you, in 2018, pray in other tongues. Pray. Before you think about anything else, before you make specially quality decisions in your life, pray in other tongues. Pray till you have peace about things. Do not allow yourself to be entrapped by natural ways of thinking that want to lead us astray and away from God's will for our life. Amen? 
I can't, I can't tell you how important it is for you to pray in other tongues. In the next few weeks, we're going to pray again. If you don't pray in other tongues, we're going to have teaching. You'll make it till then. Amen. You may get baptized in the Holy Ghost just at home. Who, who, who knows? But you'll make it till then. We're going to teach and then we're going to lay our hands. That, that's, what the, that's what they did in the early church. They taught and then they laid hands and people prayed with other tongues. They were baptized in the Holy Ghost. So we'll do that in a few weeks again. Amen? Um, so, verse 3, he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed the, he interprets, indeed that he interprets, that the church may receive edification. God wants us edified and built up. Now, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Jude, verse 19 and 20, Jude says, just one chapter, and it says, building yourself up in your most holy faith as you pray in the Holy Ghost. So when I'm praying in tongues in, in, in a personal way to God, that is, not, that is not the manifestation of the Spirit here. No more than the manifestation of faith here it is not natural faith. Every person has been dealt a measure of faith. But then there's a special faith that is in, in 1 Corinthians 12 here that manifests as God wills that goes beyond just my natural faith. But the only way to tap into to this special faith is to have a developed natural faith. Only way to tap into tongues and interpretation and prophecy and understand what it really is and how it operates is to have natural faith developed and a connection with God and a belief that God is who he says he is and he's faithful to his word. When I understand that, I'm open to operate in these gifts and I'm not afraid of it. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen in operating in, the, in one of these manifestations? If you don't do it correctly. You're already forgiven before you do it. Yeah, right. right? So it's a win-win. So if I, if I do something and it wasn't totally correct, all I want to do is make it right. Yeah. Huh? But, but how, how am I, how I going to step out and do anything if I'm not willing to take, um, what do you want to call them, chances? You know? But dealing with any type of fear that tries to tell me, well, this is just weird, it's just nuts. Well, it is what God says is so vitally important that we're supposed to covet nuts and crazy? No. What God's telling us to do here is not nuts and it's not crazy. It's real and it produces. Can you say amen to that? It produces. Notice what Paul said in the 18th verse, and then I'm, I'm just going to end with this. I just like this thought. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than y'all. Now, one of the things about that comment right there is that I think, I think that, that comment, well, I don't know, maybe this isn't right, but this is just what the thought I had when I was reading through it. I think Paul made that comment kind of out of frustration because the, the, the church at Corinth really was messing 
with these manifestations. I mean, they were, they, were, they were doing things all over the place and there were, you know, people read these passages of scripture and say that women aren't allowed to say anything in church because of, because of a scripture right here that says that. Well, what Paul was doing was he was trying to get, there were a lot of, a lot of women were, were doing things they shouldn't be doing, but it's because the husbands weren't being husbands. Yeah. You know, and he said, you know, talk to your husband instead of you, you know, ruining these services by talking and, and saying all this stuff. So, so there, there are whole denominations of people that think women can't say anything in church. What the heck? Huh? What, 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 how, can you, how can you take something, one passage of scripture in here, when women were used in ministry all through the Bible? Yeah. All through the Bible. Now, that's a whole other issue, and we're not, gonna, we're not getting into that tonight. But I'm just saying, Paul, he, he dedicated a whole chapter that we have, chapter, uh, part of a, a letter, a whole section of a part of a letter to understanding tongues and interpretation of tongues and what it was really all about and how we can be leaders in this and helping other people know that it's not weird, it's not freaky, it's God, and God wants us operating in it. And, and, and not only does he want us operating in it, he's telling us we can't be successful in life without it. See, success is not what the world deems as success. Success is being an overcomer over the enemy. The enemy that works against you and I trying to convince us that he still has power and he can still do different things which he's totally defeated and he can do nothing except what we allow him to, that's victory. That's success. And as a result of that, it'll, it'll make your life look successful also. But I don't want to look successful in the natural realm and be defeated behind closed doors. Come on. No, that's right. not me. And, and, and I've, I've been defeated at times. I've had defeated thoughts, defeated actions. I've had things that, that I struggled in and struggled with. I'm, I'm on top and I'm not underneath. Amen? I believe that today more than I ever have after 40 years of salvation. I believe it today like never before that every promise in the word is yes and amen and I have a right to every one of them. But I can't get there in my own abilities. I can only get there through the person of the Holy Spirit. That's how we tap it. That's why we're teaching this. And I, you know, I really encourage you, when I bring a word like this, it's, it's you know, there's several th components to this word, several things that we've looked at and talked about, but it, it takes time to get to the truth of this. I don't, I don't want just, just natural things that, and, 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 and going through the motions of things uh, re regarding the gifts of the Spirit that have been done in the past. It's a new day, it's a fresh day, and we want what God wants today. Can you say amen? And we want to see it happen, and we want to see all of us in this place. Notice, it, it, he didn't say that's just for people in ministry, you know, like what you think of ministry. All of you are called in the ministry. Everybody's called to be ministers of reconciliation, reconciling people back to God. All of us are called to do that. And these manifestations of the Spirit are for each and every one that is willing and open to allow it to flow through them. So say tonight, that's me. That's me. Amen? That's me. Come on. I submit, I enroll in the army of God. I'm going to do what he says. Amen? I'm going to do it his way.